Podcast about advice and calls and emails uh, and and banter. Damien Chazelle and Damien Chazelle. As always, we get into uh, an, every week. We love to dive in uh, straight off the top with a little bit of a rundown on what we feel about La La Land this week. Mitra, temperature check on La La Land. Temperature check on La La Land. I would love a full uh, script. I know that um, who who did the. Um, their version of the Emma Stone one woman show. I think it was Jimmy Fowley in, in Damien Chazelle news. I would love to have like one of those sort of um, paperback play copies of the one woman show that Emma Stone did is what okay. I was trying to say. Um, the like the sort of like light, like the pastel covered tiny yeah, yeah, little, yeah. little book. My, of aunt, the play. my aunt drowned in a river in Paris that. That, that kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. I want to know like what props I'm going to need. I want yeah. like character breakdowns, all uh-huh, that kind uh-huh, of stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so that's sort of where my relationship with La La Land this week. How about you, Joel? Uh, my relationship with La La Land is I want to know more about the friends. Okay. If you're going to do an old Hollywood sort of homage, give me, you know, um, a B storyline with the friends. Like give him a goofy friend, give her a goofy friend. She does have those roommates at the beginning that showed promise. I want to know more about the roommates. What are the roommates doing now? Um, where are they going out? Um, how did they quarantine together? <laughs> that's, yes, that's really, if, if we had like been smart, we would have made our, uh, a quarantine film about what. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the dancers in La La Land did when they quarantined together, <laughs> and it is it is Jimmy Fowley. <laughs> it is Jimmy Fowley. Okay, great. Yes. Okay. Um, congrats, to Jimmy. Um, congrats, Jimmy. Really, really funny idea. <laughs> we love that. Um, oh okay. my God, I, I forgot to say who I even am. Oh, Can you sorry. Yeah. That? Um, okay. My name, as it is today, as it is always, as it has been since the day I was adopted, is. Joel Kim Booster. And And your name name is Mitra Johari. And there was a time in high school when I wanted people to call me Mia. (laughs) 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 Or maybe junior high. It was it was it was there was a lot of self-hate going on. I feel like maybe we talked about on the podcast, but there was a time when I was like, it'd be cool to be like Mia or Mimi. (laughs) Mimi. I don't know. I think you know what it it was younger because I bet (laughs) I bet that was part of it. But I was going to say also Princess Diaries, Amelia Mignonette, Thermopolis Rinaldi, Princess of Genovia, or whatever, or whatever, (laughs) or whatever. As you as you as it just trips off your tongue like the entire thing. Or whatever. <laughs> or whatever she says. <laughs> or whatever. Um, but she was Mia in the movie, so I bet yeah, that's part of it. Because cur- Curly Girl Goes Straight <laughs> should be the Bible. Curly Girl best. Goes More Straight. Like that's, girl that goes is straight. your bossy pants right there. Curly Girl, <laughs> curly girl Goes Straight. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And one, one side of your hair is teased out completely and the other is completely flat. Yeah, blown out. Yeah. But not even blown out, like fried. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like blown out, Crimped. it looks like like it has life to it. Fl- yeah. Like really flat ironed in in a in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a time in middle school where or. I don't remember, but I think middle school when I first got a hair straightener and I straightened my hair for the very first time and wore it to school and everyone was like being like, oh my God, like you look good for once kind of vibes. <laughs> you know, that sort of amazing thing when Dangerous you straighten play. your yeah. hair, when you straighten your natural hair and um, this... Uh, my gym teacher. Uh, uh, so I loved how I, I loved the reaction to my straight hair. So I didn't wash my hair when I went home and I came back to school and my gym teacher was like, Mitra, did you not shower last night? Your hair's still straight. And, and or something like led, it led to her asking that question. I was like, no, I like tried showering. and I like couldn't get the straight out of it. Like it just like stayed like I like lied and like because <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> anyway, um, that's my big story. Oh, uh, when you that that is an outrageous thing for a gym teacher. To I don't say know to how it came to that, but it did. I because I remember lying, and then I remember like going home and actually washing my hair and being like, "Fuck, Miss Lalathan knows I was lying." Miss <laughs> 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 Lalathan, that sounds made up. Miss Lalathan and Mister Brandenburg, they were both really nice. Wow, um, <laughs> I do love my my high school gym teacher. I remember, I can't remember her name, but um, she was a lesbian obviously and i just remember um we would go and i would watch my friends softball games and she wasn't the softball teacher but i believe she was partners with the softball teacher and by teacher i mean coach and i just remember (laughs) she wouldn't they wouldn't and this is actually sad now in in retrospect but she would look off into the middle distance and on a hill you would see uh my my gym teacher standing on a hill observing the softball games from a distance away with the dogs Uh, oh (laughs) <laughs> and it was so, and I, we all thought it was so romantic and in fact we now know that we lived in a homophobic town that right. uh, sort of separated them from their softball games um oh. yeah wow Damn. how Terrible. are you Joel <laughs> <laughs> um i'm okay here's what happened to me this week trigger warning for scat for those of you who are uh, sensitive to the, that kind of t- discussion, even though you know Mitra and I are the king and queen of piss and shit. Um, yes. I got a stomach flu this week. And right. On Tuesday, it was one of the worst fevers I've had since I got the swine flu in college. Um, throwback, throwback vibes throwback. to the last great pandemic. Um, and I... It was so painful and awful. And when I tell you that in the middle of the day, I shat my bed. Okay, I shat my bed. And I woke up from my feverish nap, um, still fevered, and realized that I had shat my bed. And then looked over and just was like, well, there's nothing to do here. And went back to bed. (gasps) No! (laughs) Shit my bed. No! And then even that night, and I, because I, I knew that it would night? happen again, because I knew it would happen again. So what I did is I got up, bottomless, Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh in more ways than one. Oh, just like wearing a t-shirt and no bottoms, wrapped a towel around my body, <sighs> and moved to the other side of the bed, and fell back asleep. Um, into Wednesday morning. Now, Wednesday morning, I wake up. I've shat all over the towel. No, <laughs> I've shat. All, 
I'm no. shat all over the Wow, this is the first time I've ever been like, wow, I, I think it's really good that you gave the content we're making. <laughs> 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 this and is I woke so up, upsetting. I woke up next to the shat, the shit from the previous nap as though it were a lover in my bed um, and just greeted it in the morning. And I just, um, it was, it was one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. Um, And of course, of course I washed the sheets many times over the next day. Um, Do, has it changed my relationship to my bed forever? Irrevocably? Absolutely. It has. I will never look at that bed as a safe space again. Oh my God. And you're, I mean, for me, one the times that I've shit my pants, it's been like a whoa. I, I'm not in control. No. <laughs> I, I thought I was in control, and I'm just not. No, and and it was, and it's like you know, and it's it's a watery, you know, it's not like it's not like there was a log sitting in my bed all night. It was just no there a log was, you could just throw away. Exactly. <laughs> There was nothing to be done. There was nothing to be done. In I had a I had a 102 degree fever. I could barely function. Okay? And it was so awful. Um I I just like there was nothing I could do but wrap a towel around myself and go back to bed. And and it didn't it, and it you know, I'll say this, it didn't smell. Um it wasn't it wasn't that bad of an olfactory experience for my for me we have to stop (laughs) i went back to bed and then um i i had ordered a bunch of um gatorade um postmates gatorade and juices and water from postmates because i just like i couldn't think of what else to do yeah and so um it sounds like I have no, uh, not a friend in the world who could have done this for me, but I just didn't want to bother anybody. So I Postmates did. And I thought the Postmates had arrived, but instead I open up the door and my um, HelloFresh has arrived. And I was like, HelloFresh, not the time. This is not sponsored the time content. For me. <laughs> not the time for me to make an easy to make meal step by step instructions. We are losing this sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I was like, I didn't, I had, I was still had the shit towel wrapped around me as I opened the door, by the way. Oh my God. As, and I was like, great. Now I have to fucking open this box and put these ingredients into the fridge. These fresh, locally sourced ingredients. Delicious. (laughs) Delicious ingredients. Code urgent. That make easy to make meals. Okay. (laughs) Into the refrigerator. This is all, by the way, HelloFresh, this is all ad copy sent to us from HelloFresh. Yeah, and I want to say that I got... From the beginning of the story. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I got the stomach flu before this um, HelloFresh, and then I ate the HelloFresh and I felt immediately better. Was it really good? (laughs) Good. Yes, good. Wow, how are you Um, feeling now? I'm feeling I'm feeling much better. I mean, I the next day I went to a dinner party. Wednesday, I went to a dinner party. You're sick. Okay. <laughs> did I did I sort of move the food around the plate and not really eat it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. Takes um, time. It was amazing um what I did eat at the dinner party. But I feel I feel mostly okay now. Um I'm going to a Britney Spears themed birthday party tonight. Um, and Are you going to dress up? I am. I am going to dress up. I'm I've doing been very seeing, lazy. 
I've been seeing so many Britney Spears themed parties on TikTok where people dress up as like different music videos and different eras of Britney Spears. I'm doing, and I love them so much. I'm doing I'm I and I don't feel good about it. I'm doing um umbrella attacking paparazzi Britney. It's because it's it's what I have. I have a gray hoodie, I have short shorts. Um, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna grab a, a bald cap from Party City. And so your assignment it, is just to be like insufferable whenever anyone makes a joke about it. You just ha- like you just have to be like right, but you know why this happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As atonement for your choice. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'll be doing, and then I'll be like, I'll. This is a statement about mental health. Okay. Um, yeah, ruin the party. <laughs> ruin it. Ruin my friend's birthday party. Okay. Um, Mitra, how the hell are you? Okay. One final question about the the food experience. Because okay. when you texted earlier this week um, saying that you had you were having food issues, um, I withheld asking, but do you think it's because of Subway? <laughs> no, because I, um, I actually think um, Matt Rogers brought me to this restaurant, this like sushi restaurant in a mountain. And I blame the sushi restaurant in the mountain because I hadn't okay. eaten. I hadn't, it was it was what I ate on Monday, and I hadn't eaten Subway on Monday. Okay, Subway All has right. never betrayed me. How dare you? How dare you? Hey, Subway. I okay. I enabled the Subway behavior, and I yeah, I'm allowed to true. make I'm allowed to make fun. <laughs> Blew through that gift card, and I and um, I waited and I waited until after you were healed to to ask the question true. about. So I didn't want to I didn't want to poke you while you were down, but that's why I asked if you're okay because <laughs> I got the. Not because I wanted to know, because I needed to ask my question. <laughs> Amazing. Um, How are you? How are things in Seattle? Things are good. Um, I um, we're in the middle of filming. It's been going great. Um, Wick came up to visit, which was really nice. Um, I uh, went to a big field of tulips, which was beautiful. Um, really, like, not a lot to report, because... Uh, I've, I've really just had a week where like I'm waking up at like three in the morning and then like other days where we're like, we're working till late or whatever. So I just feel very like out of whack. But other than that, I feel like get good. in whack, babe, get in whack. It's hard to get in whack when your schedule is like my, my sleep, my sleep schedule is, I feel like all I do is like, um, I'm either at work or I am like, I fell asleep at like seven thirty PM the other night. That <laughs> with, sounds like, like heaven. Broad daylight. I mean, it was awesome, and it's like what I wanted. I didn't want to stay up any later, but like, I have like a little skylight over my bed, and it was just like full sunlight beaming in as I drifted <laughs> off to bed. Um, but nothing really to report on my end. Overall, pretty good. Um, people sent some really nice messages after the um, the convo we had about like body stuff and all that because i feel like i don't really like um i'm i don't really open up (laughs) also (laughs) i felt very validated in my choice to open up so i just wanted to thank our community for um, our listeners are the best the chefs the chefs are amazing they have so sweet are great they were great when my dad died they're great when your um sense of self-esteem died um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they are great um they are great <laughs> and we love you we we do love you and we love you so much let's move on and let's hear from some of the chefs that we've helped in the past and see where they might be um this we first have some one amazing cup dates this yeah week. the cup dates are are really good this week i'm really i'm really pleased um this first one is from um one of our most um responded to 
callers um, in the history of the show, I have to say. One of our our most controversial callers. That's Shader Mitchell, of course. Um, She is writing in with an update on her situation. Hi, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, Chelsea, and more importantly, Revenge Chelsea. I previously could not imagine that you or any listeners would want an update on this, but then, to my surprise, I heard today's episode and heard that Chefs had responded with other feedback for my email. So it's Shader Mitchell with a cupdate. A reminder that I was the person feeling uncomfortable about her non-Jewish friends having a cedar? Cedar. Thank you. A reminder that I was the person that was feeling uncomfortable about her non-Jewish friends having a Seder for Passover. After listening and hearing Chelsea's clear reaction of, I think it's insane, I really took a moment and tried to think about what made me uncomfortable about the situation. I then had many thoughts specific to growing up Jewish in the South that will likely come up in therapy. All in all, a moment of growth. I appreciate the feedback as I think it helped me approach the conversation with my friend with more openness. I did take your advice and reached out to my friend... Oops. to my friend and had a positive chat about exploring other cultures and what inspired her to hold a Seder in the first place. While the origins are not mine to tell, they were well-intentioned and I'm glad I was able to have an open conversation with her that ended with us sharing Passover dessert recipes. Fun! Two bakers baking. Anyway, thanks for making me get out of my own head to have that conversation with my friend and also thanks so much to the very kind people who also wrote in to validate my feelings of discomfort and add in context and history that I was not able to vocalize. Wow, chefs are really the best. Love this kitchen. Um, she also included some recipes for us, which was very, very sweet, <gasps> and we appreciate that. That's so. really cute. Yes, we love that. And we love that this seemed, uh, it, it seems like this actually turned, turned out pretty well for her. She had an open and honest conversation with her friend, which is, you know, not necessarily our favorite thing on this podcast. <laughs> we love lies and deception yeah, we and duplicity. I mean, but I per- like personally feel disrespected that an open and honest conversation took place. Um, but overall happy for you and your community, I guess. Yeah, it was great. What Um, a lovely, what a lovely way for the story to resolve. Um, should I read the next email? Yes, please do. Okay. (laughs) So, um, so we have an email from Tyra, not, which was the person who's first, she's a crush on someone and he wanted to photograph her no, with his sister. His present. sisters set up a photo a, oh, right. a photo shoot. They set up a photo shoot where one of the sisters would be the stylist and the guy would be the photographer. And our advice was run to the hills, babe. Get out of there. <laughs> Don't do this. This is so fucked up. This will be terrible. Okay. So here's the cup date. Tyra not here. Listen, listening to you guys listen and listen to my voicemail was the funniest out of body experience and made me realize how absolutely bonkers of a situation I was getting myself into. That said, I did go through with the photo shoot. (laughs) I have yet to see the pics. He shoots on film or whatever, but it was honestly not a terrible time. He's still as fine as I remembered and was really kind and funny and made me feel comfortable, even though it was hella awkward at points. Joel's improv did come to pass, and there were moments where conversation had to get interrupted by a need to hold a pose or relax your jaw. Now open your mouth just a little, but it was kind of helpful to have something to cut me off when I started saying something dumb. For example, halfway through, his sister asked if I had if I had suggestions for music I wanted to put on. And I say to this girl I've met maybe three times before, surprise me. And then I wanted to die. She proceeded to play Penthouse Floor by John Legend, which for some reason my broken brain thought was actually the song PDA by John Legend. Think making love on the floor of a penthouse. It adds up, I think. So then I got very flustered because of the sexiness of the song PDA and started laughing to myself about that. And they were like, what are you laughing at? And I couldn't explain myself. It wasn't a good look. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, the whole thing ended with him asking me in full sincerity if I could consider a career in modeling, huge surprise, but not asking for my number. I may ask him out for drinks when he sends over the pics. I may not. Thanks for the laughs about it all. Um, okay, so as we th- uh, predicted, our, uh, our Tyronaut is gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> Which yeah. we knew. We knew this. We knew. But full-time career in modeling we knew we knew knew you were beautiful but we full-time career in modeling gorgeous i think i think him asking her if she like have you ever thought about being a model is like is his pussy way of of like asking her out i think a little bit but like yeah but i think also like it's good that at like a work function he did not hit you up for your number um but i think he's opening the door so i definitely think your plan of when he when you when he sends you the pictures or whatever definitely ask him out for drinks yes and we want to see the pics babe (laughs) oh yes please email the pics we want to see them yes what if if they're awful though (laughs) But if they're awful, it's his fault because he's the one shooting them on film because she's full-time model vibes. And we knew that. We even knew that from your voicemail. We could just hear it in your voice that you're very hot. Yes. So... Um, okay, we have another cup date. This one is from Gay Man John, um, <gasps> aka Mr. Wonderful. This was a gentleman who was an older gay gentleman who had adult children, and he wasn't sure if he should tell his new partner, um, right. his new boyfriend about them. And, and we said, you have to. You have to. <laughs> this is the update, the cup date. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. This is Gay Man John, I guess, aka Mr. Wonderful. Um, I wanted to give you an update. Um, Really good news. Um, the night that I heard, you know, your response to my call, I actually went home, made a nice dinner uh, for my partner, um, and got me a really good bottle of wine, and got up the nerve, and we started talking, and I exposed, you know, my family to him, and he kind of laughed and said, well, I already know that. He goes, I would have chased you away if I, that scared me. And since then, in the last week, he's actually become friends with my daughter on Instagram. So um, things are really looking good. I thank you for your advice. Um, I do love you both. And um, you never know. I might be asking you to come to Dallas to marry us. I don't know. In the future, who knows? Thank you very much. Bye. Okay. Careful what you wish for, because we'll come. (laughs) And our rates are high, baby. Our rates are high. $15 a pop. (laughs) (laughs) Plus airfare. Plus airfare. Yeah. We'll put ourselves up, but. We'll put ourselves up if you pay for the flight. Yeah. I think that's fine. (laughs) That's fair. I think that's definitely fair. Yeah. Wow. And we will pay for the alcohol. Even if it's open bar, we will pay for the alcohol. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll bring our own. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. We love this. We love a happy ending. I'm so glad. Is there a happier ending than being friends with someone on Instagram? No. There's not. Mm. I mean, the, I just think about the relief that I felt when I heard this voicemail. Just imagining like how much relief I felt, thinking about how much relief our caller felt yeah. must have been so immense. Gay man wow. John. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about the name. We gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sorry about the name. Uh, oh. <laughs> this last update is a second opinion. Um, this is for <laughs> Stephanie German German Hippa. <laughs> Which they changed to Stephanie Gambling Hippo, which I don't believe was what we actually said. No, I think it is. Is it? I think that's what you did. What I did. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Fine. It is what you did. Because I remember you you had a different one and I was like and then you said Stephanie gambling HIPAA and I remember being like do you really think it's better? And then you said yes and then we moved on. and then I We said, each okay. get one of those per episode. I know, but this this you have to admit that this one's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> really so, bad. So bad he made it the uh, title of ep. Um <laughs> which is incredible. Um Anyways, um, let's listen to this second opinion. Hi, I'm just calling as a second opinion uh, for Stephanie Gambling HIPAA. Um, (laughs) So I don't have a gambling addiction, but I did have a drug and alcohol addiction, and I'm about to celebrate my one-year soberversary. So maybe my experience can help uh, with what your boyfriend's going through. Um, The first thing is uh, he has to be the one that wants to quit. It's going to be a lot of work um, to cut these habits. Uh, so he has to be the one that's willing to put in the work, and it's great that you're going to be there to support him, but the, the motivation has to come from him. Um, and I would say uh, that if he has trouble uh, knowing when to stop when he starts gambling, um, like he can't make himself stop once he started or he just has a difficulty with self-control, um, which I did with alcohol, uh, I found the best way was to just cut it out completely. So block the apps, uh, like shut down any um a, like way that you'd be able to engage with it. Um, and then also having tools that can help you as you navigate this kind of like cutting things off for yourself. So I found that there was a really great app called Recovery Pass, Addiction Recovery and Addiction Help. And it's got a little like bird symbol in its icon. I used that app and it was an awesome tool to kind of, ha- I could check in and like put in information when I felt compelled to drink. And it helped me understand when I would get these impulses and triggers and it helped me monitor and it had a built-in kind of reward system and it I just found that it was a really great tool that actually helped me be able to manage my addiction and eventually be able to completely cut things off cold turkey. Um, and then the other piece of advice I'd have is to replace that habit of gambling with a new habit. So he doesn't feel this void of when he'd want to go play a gambling game, replace that with something else, like a different video game or card game that doesn't require you to spend money on it. Um, And same with hanging out with his friends, like do activities that aren't related to gambling. And I think that will kind of help him up, help him out the most and set him up for success. Um, So, yeah, thanks. Bye. Yeah, that really helped me with Twitter. I replaced Twitter with crosswords. Ooh. Before I go to bed, and it <gasps> is instead of looking at Twitter before I go to bed, I do a crossword, and that's it so has nice. Fil- it's still me on my phone, but it does help. Yeah, that's sweet. I like that, Joel. Mm-hmm. And um, I like these pieces of advice. Thank you so much. For well, it's basically what chat. we said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically the same as what we said, which was um, <laughs> what like make him spend your money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow this week especially i go we have such good listeners um oh i do want to give the pretty little liars update i'm still on season four um i'm like season four episode eight right now um and i heard one of like the worst pieces of dialogue that so one thing that i'm constantly in awe of is the actress's ability to perform pieces of dialogue that are ultimately disrespectful to them as actresses (laughs) um and there was a moment where one uh, ashley benson's character her mom has just been taken to prison um for the murder of officer wilden and um 
Ashley's really depressed and her three friends are trying to figure out how to help her. And one friend goes, um, Troy and Belisario goes like, should we get her her favorite like buffalo wings from the brew uh, delivery? And she's <laughs> Shane Mitchell goes, they can't deliver the one thing she really wants her mom (laughs) and then it cuts to lucy hale across the kitchen in a huge bright like a huge pink sweater that says as if in huge letters and it was a a really perfect moment so i just wanted to share that (laughs) beautiful beautiful thank you so much i know that people were clamoring for an update um (laughs) that is and i I mean that legitimately i do think people actually were wondering where you were at with your journey and whether or not you were still there people really love pretty little liars i just had no idea i mean i like i knew that it was like popular but i i had no idea like Nothing I've talked about on this podcast has gotten me more messages than Pretty Little Liars. (sighs) Can we stop doing advice and can I just start from the beginning and then we do an episode by episode recap podcast instead? Yeah. Okay, great. That sounds great. Um, Thanks if we're participating in Urgent Care, everyone. We will be back next week completely (laughs) (laughs) rebranded. It'll still be called Urgent Care, though. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's because we need to go to that. We need to go to that. I want to go to there. (laughs) Um, Okay. And uh, really quickly, before we go to our first break and before we jump into your calls, I want to thank Sydney Washington for filling in last week. She was amazing. (gasps) Um, Incredible. And unhinged advice. When when we talk about unhinged advice, Sydney had some unhinged advice she fit in perfectly i can't wait i've not listened yet i cannot wait (laughs) thank you so much sydney um we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back we'll dive in with your calls and emails woohoo and we're back with your calls and wait for it emails Ah, can't wait oh my god and speaking of emails I'm going to read this first email. Do it. Hello, dear podcast hosts, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. I can't stop thinking about my friend's weird behavior. I think she wants to take over my life. At first, I didn't think much of it because it started out small. We used to go to the same high school and she always wanted me to include her whenever I made plans with other friends and she would ever she would get angry if I ever did anything without her. Keep in mind that we'd only known each other for a few months at the time. Then she wanted to know exactly where I'd bought my jacket because she wanted to buy the same. Then she started to ask about my other clothes, accessories, bags, etc. But it wasn't until she wanted to know what kind of underwear I wore, which color, size, and where she could buy it that I started feeling weird and uncomfortable. I tried to brush it off until she still until she said something that still creeps me out when I think about it. After going to the same school for a year, I transferred schools for other reasons. And on the first day back from summer break, she sent me a picture of where I used to sit in class. And she <laughs> said that she was sad I wasn't coming back this year, but that she was just going to have to replace me with a smiley. After not seeing her for a while, we FaceTimed recently. And I was so creeped out when I noticed she had completely changed the way she speaks and that she now sounds like me. Am I overreacting or? is this weird what should i do thank you for your help my pronouns are she her okay wow okay body snatchers vibes yes um Um, very um what's that uh single white female yes um uh talented mr ripley what's that Leighton meester minka kelly vehicle i don't know but it sounds amazing because they look exactly alike. Isn't yeah, that the exactly. Roommate? Is that the roommate or yeah, the roommate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it is crazy. The trailer is like so jarring. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, this is a classic genre piece. Um, yes, that we're we're witnessing in real time here. Um, but what? 
the talented Mrs. Bitchley. Good. Great. Okay. <laughs> Hit print. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what's going on here. I actually, I don't know what to tell you because it sounds like mission accomplished on her end. She got you to transfer <laughs> schools. She got you to transfer schools. She's wearing her underwear. She's sitting in your seat. I don't know what... There is to do at this point. The transformation is complete, babe. It's too late. Here's the thing, though. Like, I think with anything like this, it's kind of impossible to have these conversations because, like, this, no matter what, it's going to make you sound crazy. Like, I feel like I have had, I've had a friend like this where, like, I remember, like, in, like, someone that I knew back in Ohio, all of my friends were like, this person is really like adopting your mannerisms, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, it's weird. But like, what am I going to say? Like, you're copying the like the way that I talk. Like, I, I don't know. It's like you, I, I don't own the way that I talk. Uh, yeah, I mean, but we do know people that are very comfortable telling people that they're copying them. So I, yeah. I do think that like it is a thing that you can say. Um, but I, I will say this is my plan for you. Okay, this is um, an urgent care classic. Yes. Which is you got to make your own life. You got to change yourself. (laughs) Such a piece of shit. Okay, start dressing awful. Start listening to terrible music. Start talking like a slug, like really change and then see if she follows along, like see if she follows. And then like every time she asks you like where you got something, like send her in the wrong direction, like send her on these wild goose chases, like really start changing everything about yourself. And then you can and then and then say, aha, I caught you, you know, look at look at where you are now, you little piece of trash. I do feel like this will get better now that you're at different schools, though. Like, it does feel like she's she's going to have considerably less access to you to copy you and steal from you. So I, I do think this is a problem that might fade away. Sort of in the same vein as Joel's, though, one thing I was thinking was like, since she's not seeing you on the day to day and she's obsessed with you, you could have your very like, let's say her name is like and th- this is truly made up. Let's say her name is like Leighton Meester. <laughs> she um, so you, when you're with Leighton Meester, you have like a very specific, you have a very weird like you like do like a British accent or something like that. You have your personality just for her on FaceTime. Like, and it's like a control versus variable experiment. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so you have your FaceTime personality, and then you get to really see, like, is it me or is it something that I do that many other people do too? Like, you make such specific choices, like the ones Joel was saying or whatever, but it's completely contained to the one on one FaceTime interaction. So you have to work really hard to make sure. You're only seeing her on FaceTime or whatever, or one-on-one. And you do you do this very specific sculpting of the personality with like, let's say, I don't know, like after every time you say the word bus, you wink or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then if she does that, then you know she's crazy and you're like, Bitch, here's here are my notes from the experiment. You did what I thought you would do. You need to stop. You need, you are copying me because otherwise, I just don't think it's it it's really hard to confront someone for 
taking on your mannerisms without them being like without giving them a window to be like oh my god like minka kelly said i was copying her mannerisms right and i'll also say babe you are you are in high school right now and this is when people are reinventing themselves finding themselves like this is the time to do it like um colleges again that like uh, she'll probably latch to somebody else in college as well like i don't know like i would say give her a little grace um yes. be, take the compliment you seem like a cool ass person that this person wants to emulate and like that's cool um i think she's already taken your life there's not much else she can take from you okay at this point so you, you might as well just take the compliment enjoy your new school and live out your life knowing that you are a trendsetter a tastemaker posh spice yeah like what wh- this this story like the 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 girl who is like taking on your mannerisms just know that like that screams insecurity which like doesn't make it less annoying but feeling like your identity or like your mannerisms or your style sense or whatever it is like you aren't good enough and like this like Leighton Meester feeling like she has to copy you Minka Kelly means that like she doesn't feel good about herself Mm -hmm. and the thing the choices that she would make if left to her own devices so even though it is annoying it is coming from a place that like maybe you can have like a little bit of softness with through the insecurity. I mean, through, through how infuriating it, I'm sure it is. That being said, you could run your little experiment. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, moving on. We've got a voicemail. First voicemail of the day. Uh, let's play it. Hey, mom and dad, dad and mom. Uh, I'm calling because I have a really stupid and petty issue with a friend of mine. Uh, Long story short, she keeps pressuring me to watch anime and I really just don't want to do it. Um, She's very into anime, which is is fine, but it's not really my thing. Like I, I watched four or five in middle school way before I knew her and she lords this over me as some proof that I secretly want to watch all these shows, even though I have truly no interest at all. Um, I've even tried humoring her once or twice and watching one, but they're either really boring or bad, and they all have a million episodes, and it's just a wild time commitment to something I don't want to do. Um, I feel more pressured to watch anime more than I have ever felt pressured to do drugs. I really (laughs) value her as a friend, but if she recommends me one more anime, I will throw myself into the sea. Uh, how can I get her to stop pressuring me to watch anime when saying I don't like anime doesn't cut it? Uh, both emotionally mature and emotionally unhinged answers are welcome. Um, love the pod, choke me, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Ooh, a new, bye. a new one. Twist on the form. Wow. Okay. Love that. Okay. <laughs> wow, he wants mom and dad to choke him. Interesting. Yeah, pretty <laughs> cool. Okay. So let's think of some animes. Sailor Moon, Cowboy Bebop, um, Yuri on Ice, uh, Tenshi Muyo. Um, um, you're on ice, <laughs> girl that wants him to watch anime. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Dragon Ball Keep Z, going. Uh, <laughs> One Piece. Um, okay. Wow. 
Death Note. Um, um, one Punch Man. <laughs> which is a great one, actually. I know. Um, I Cowboy going... She Stop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, finally. Cowboy She Stop. Um, <laughs> thank God. Mariah, Mar- you're going to have to cut out so much of that. Um, but here we are. Cowboy She Stop. Um, <laughs> this is a great one because it is a very petty issue and yes. one we can have a lot of fun with. But more pressured to watch do, anime, anime than, than do I drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, incredible. Um, here's the thing. Um, does Whit watch a lot of anime? He strikes me as somebody who likes anime. I think he has. Like, I, I actually, I don't think, I don't think he really does, but I, I think he has. I, I honestly don't watch a lot of anime. So maybe that's part of why I haven't really seen him do it. Do you? Um, I used to. I used to watch a lot more of it um, in college and um, like right after college. I've I've fallen off a little bit now, but um, there's some fun stuff on on Netflix that I enjoy. uh, Here's what I think you need to do to really get her to stop. And this might actually damage the relationship, but um, watch the anime with her, but make so many comments and make fun of it so aggressively while you're watching it that it makes the experience of watching anime with you so unpleasant that she will never want to do it again. That's, I mean, that's a good, that, that's a scorched earth for sure. Yeah. Um, I was going to say sort of in the same like genre is maybe if she wants you to watch anime, like you have something, if you have something that she doesn't like, it's like for every episode Mm -hmm. of anime, like let's say she doesn't like housewives. So for every like episode of like one punch man that she wants to watch, you get to watch one episode of Real Housewives of Potomac and you each sort of torture each other <laughs> back and forth so that each of you is like so eventually turned off that you stop asking each other to do the thing right. you hate. Um, because it is annoying that she's like shoving something you don't like down your throat. Like there And won't is- take no for an answer. Right. It's like there there are like because it's not like you haven't watched anime and you're like because I feel like there are some people who are like, I'm not like I'm not interested. And it's like, but you've never like there's so much anime. There's so many different like styles of shows and mm-hmm. so many genres. It's like it's not like a blanket thing. And but you have watched shows like it's not like you're being like just saying no to it like i think similar to like housewives where it's like but have you watched it (laughs) (laughs) um so it's not you like making like this uneducated blanket thing it's like you saying like i'm just not interested in the shows that you're trying to get me to watch and she's forcing like trying to force you to watch things that you don't like watching which is really annoying so i think short of like throwing a complete like hissy fit over it um retaliating in a way that like gives her a dose of her own medicine might work okay. Mm-hmm. I like that idea a lot. It just, there ha- it has to be something that she enjoys or does not enjoy at all. Otherwise it will backfire and you'll be trapped right. in this. So it ha- you really, you, I don't know what that is, but you really have to dig and find out what she hates. Yeah. Um, there's also, there's also a, le- there's sort of, sort of a middle ground option too. If you don't want to like make fun of the anime to in front of her to hurt her, because f- that might hurt her feelings a little bit, you could take the tactic. And we had a call about this really early on in the podcast. Um, and just ask too many questions. Like right. if you're just like talking oh, over yes. it too much, you that know, was the, like that was the person who like was like, 
like talking down, like being like, yeah. did you know that like TVs are like they that's where you watch shows or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It was like, yeah, explaining Buff. They were explaining Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Um, yes, to, in a really condescending way. So you could do two things: you could either ask too many questions or pull up the Wikipedia page for whatever anime you're watching with her and just be like, did you know that this is this happens later on? And did you know that? Blah, blah, <laughs> You know, that's basically what I do with Pretty Little Liars. It's like yeah. go through and I'm like, did you know that she's dating the guy from Suits? Yeah. <laughs> Are they married actually? <laughs> Either way, just finding a way to make the experience of watching anime with you unpleasant in a way that's like stealth that she yeah. so she doesn't know what you're doing, I think could be an effective way to get out of watching anime with her. Yeah, it's so annoying. It's like it's not cool to like bully your friends into doing things they don't like. <laughs> Yeah, trust us. We've tried. We've tried, okay? Look, Wit's not going to get into Real Housewives of Atlanta, no matter how many times I force him to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) It makes him sad. (laughs) (laughs) That and the Masked Singer. Yeah. I showed him the video of... um, Caitlyn Jenner singing Kesha oh. and he was like it feels like the end of the world he like got so <laughs> sad <laughs> it was like I really I felt so bad like I really hurt him how she can go from that to running for governor like but it's all the same disease it's just like attention sandwiching that like okay you literally killed someone with your car then went on the mass singer and now you think you can be on the the governor you can be on governor (laughs) you can be on governor no babe no it doesn't work like that gonna have a little bit tipsy Like there are there's like versions of like the order of events are wrong. Like you can become governor, then kill someone with your car and then end up on the mass singer. That is like if you're putting together like the puzzle pieces. Right. Governor can't be last. <laughs> governor can't be last. It has to be first. Yeah. It really does. Or 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 I could see a world where like mass singer is first, governor is second and then um, killing someone with your car is like I don't know. Masked Singer is like the, a good way to be like, don't take me seriously. Like, yeah. <laughs> as someone who would be on the Masked Singer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> they're I would like, do it. Well, they were like, and they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't get any of the clues because, like, who are, are you? <laughs> But Candy Burris won the Masked Singer. Good for her. Good for her. Anyways, let's move on. We've got one more email before the break, um, and I'll read this one. Oh, of, we didn't even plan it this way, but here we go. <laughs> hey, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. I'm a 33-year-old cis white gay male. Tragic, I know. Two years ago in medical school, I dated a guy who happened to be Asian and had a great time. We decided to be friends and all is well there. Since I, that guy I dated two years ago, I have been super into Asian guys for both LTRs and hookups. My friends joke that I'm now a rice queen, and I guess I am, but I feel like this is slightly problematic, especially with everything going on. My porn consumption has been uh, seen a big up 
uptick in Asian performers and when white guys hit me up online, I'm far less interested than I used to be. Am I just making up for lost time after finding what my type is? I really don't like that my type happens to be a race because that feels problematic. I don't automatically think someone is hot just because they're gay and Asian. We still have to like each other, have chemistry, share common interests and values. No, I don't ask where they're really from or who their favorite K-pop star is. LOL. I don't even follow that subculture anyway. I'm just a regular dude who thinks he found his type, but is really scared of how people will perceive me as a white guy who only wants to date, sleep with Asian guys. I like dating guys my age. I'm not an old guy who only is into 20-year-old Asian guys, etc., etc. I've only had two LTRs, and there have they were both white. I don't know if that matters. In NYC, most of the Gaysians I follow on social media are dating white guys, and I it doesn't bother me one bit. For them, it seems to be a preference, and honestly, don't bat an eye at it. Will I be perceived the same way? I really, really just don't want to be a creepy or worse problematic. Am I fetishizing? Is a preference problematic? Should I not even use the word preference? How do I navigate this new part of myself that I've recently discovered? Okay, so he's a rice queen, Uncle Ben, um, Zatarans, um, um, um <clears throat> Basmati, <laughs> Basmati. <laughs> Basmati, 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 Basmati. Um, so literally the reason I was late to the podcast recording today was because I was in the shower thinking about how to answer this question today. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I really, uh, I think it's important that I speak first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this scans, I think this scans is like any, like any racial group that, I mean, that could be, or has been fetishized. I think there is some, there's definitely some specific contours to this within the gay community and for gay Asian men that make it very specific. But I think yeah. that there we're in territory that is also generally speaking, like when you are into someone of a specific race, like how does that make that person feel? And like, you, you can speak on that um, from your perspective as well. I think. Um, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, so go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you know, being on the receiving end of this never feel like like it it is it is weird to hear that you are someone's quote preference. Like it does feel it feels icky. Like when people are like this happened to me. This kind of dialogue occurred a lot more when I was in Ohio, where it was like a thing where, but in New York too, where like guys would think that they were interesting for being interested in me. Like yeah. they're, they were, they were being like alt for liking me instead of like what, what's actually beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that was sort of the, the subtext, a lot of like th- things like it's so weird, but I think you're so cute. It's like, it's not weird. Like I have this amazing body, <laughs> but it, but it, but that kind of, that kind of dialogue is like, there's just no way to leave that conversation without feeling like dirty. Yeah. Um, and some Asian guys don't care. And, and here's, and here's the thing, like you're not asking where they're really from, you know, all those things are are great. And I think that that, you know, is a good start. But here's the thing when I hear like I'm into Asian guys is that still sort of flattens out the like 
idea of being Asian. Like you're not into Asian guys. You're into guys who are smooth with dark features and, um, and, and, and like a certain sort of like facial structure. Okay. And cause not every Asian guy looks the same. Right. You know? It's like that's such a huge part of the world. So there are Asian if guys you're that... gonna if you're gonna say you have this preference, you have to like actually say what the preference is. I feel like it's yeah. not like it's so many types of people and so many looks and like it it to to flatten it down into just I'm into Asian guys, it's like I you know, we look we look at this and like we know what you mean, but like say what you mean. Yeah, it's 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 honestly to me it is the reverse of like when guys say I'm not into Asian guys. It's like, well, how do you know? You don't know what every single one of us looks like and there is so much variance between what we look like. It's not it's not a help it's not a helpful statement. It's mm-hmm. not a helpful statement for somebody who's saying I'm not into Asian guys. It's not really a helpful statement for somebody who's saying I'm into Asian guys because we all look so different. Right. And when you and automatically my my antennas go my antennae go up when someone <laughs> says I'm into Asian guys because I'm like well that how do well, you I know? mean that's well it's like you can't flat like like Joel has antenna like not every <laughs> Asian person has antenna, has antenna. <laughs> yeah and like listen we we all have physical preferences like listen I tend to like darker featured guys with like a scruffy beard and many times that happens to be a latinx guy but oftentimes it's also um an arab guy or a greek guy or an italian man you know like it it or runs an the Iranian gamut american and- woman <laughs> <laughs> who you co-host a podcast with and it's like <laughs> so like physical type is like fine to have but like i think you're i think it, it is it is slightly problematic to me when you base it purely on race um, yes. because there's just a lot going on there in that way. Um, and there's a, but I ultimately like go with God. If you, if these are the guys that you want to hook up with, like don't feel bad for only hooking up with Asian guys, you know, like there, there's nothing wrong with the only guys you want to have sex with right now or be in relationships with right now also happen to be Asian. But like, it, it, um, I, I would, I would caution you against like the way you frame your attraction to us because it can be a turnoff to some. I, I honestly think this, if reading this, like even if you were super hot to me, um, it would be a disqualifier. Yeah. It, I mean, it has like, just being blunt like just because you asked it has like sort of pick me energy of like the like i'm like one of the i'm the i'm the good guy i don't yeah. i don't say these stereotypical things i'm a good guy but it's like i still wouldn't find this flattering no i mean if you were super hot i'd still fuck you but like i i just wouldn't oh, for sure i wouldn't <laughs> the, the i wouldn't that necessarily have been said to me minutes before i've been entered like <laughs> obviously still let's not get it twisted okay but there are asian guys who literally don't give a shit and 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 like their experience and is valid as well and i and i celebrate them this is a this is a, a a much larger discussion that's happening within our community and and there's a lot of different sort of ideas about the power structures at play within like white and Asian relationships that I don't even want to go into on the podcast because it's just too much like in the weeds for right. I think most of our listeners. But like it, 
I think like just caution yourself and, 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 and keep interrogating your desires in a way that makes you question like the way you're framing them. Um, yeah. and I think you're doing that and I think that's good. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really fine line. Preference and fetish is a very fine line. Mm-hmm. So just be open to whatever. Okay. Bismati. <laughs> one of the best. <laughs> I saw someone turn one of those bags into like an expensive purse and I wanted them jailed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a great day. Time for a break. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, and we're back. Um, and we got another email. And boy, am I exhausted. Mitra, will you take this one, please? Of course. Thank you. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I'm a cis woman who finally admitted and accepted that she is bisexual after questioning for over a decade. Although this is very exciting, because I'm in a long-term monogamous relationship with a cishet man and plan to be with him forever, I can't, quote, act on my new identity by getting out there and dating a lady or a non-binary person. I'm currently out to my boyfriend and plan to come out to other people in my life in time. Besides being one of your legions of bisexual women listeners, how can I embrace my new identity while still being monogamous? Thank you for the pod. I love you both equally, but would like to invite only Heather to sit on my face. Sorry. <laughs> the ghost that haunts our podcast, Heather. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, what are we going to name this person? We've we've gone through so many bi puns in our lifetime. It's we're we're truly running out. Um. um yeah, this okay. Um Okay. Um bisexuality. We'll start there. Bisexuality. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, she can't act. That. She can't act on it. Oh, she can't so, act. Wow. Yeah, okay. she can't act. Um so but she can sort of sing. <laughs> sort of lady gaga okay so she's like vibes. a double threat she can yeah. sing and dance but she can't act <laughs> and bisexual okay double threat <laughs> double threat double threat okay we love that um so double threat um this is so funny because like we can get in so much trouble here by like <laughs> neither of us are bisexual we don't know what bisexual culture is we're we're just making up shit at this point for you to mm-hmm. do um to display your bisexuality proudly um, well this is this is a time when we can really call on our legions and it truly is legions (laughs) i feel like this is like the final person who listened to the podcast who was finally like okay fine (laughs) yes (laughs) i have i have a great idea okay i think she could demonstrate it through art i think she should she should do self-portraits of herself like making out and being intertwined sexually with female celebrities like Lucy Liu or Angelina Jolie. Yum. Uh, and <laughs> hang them in her home. And so she can sort of point to them and be like, that's what I wish I could do, but I'm with this idiot over here. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. Like, uh, I, I, I mean, I wonder if there's like, like if you're, I mean, I remember like at an earlier, like a, a couple of weeks ago, you had mentioned Joel, like, like, having like like are you allowed to like go on grinder and like not act on it but still swipe on grinder and stuff like like i wonder if there's a version of that where like you can like i guess i don't know it's like leading people on it's it's hard it's like not if she puts it in the profile that she's just here to hang out chat yeah 
I've seen that mm-hmm. before. I've seen that. Um, I'm like not on, versed on in. I'm not versed, so I. Yeah, I'm just I saying know. shit. Um, but. Uh, I think she can also just like show up to gay events, man. Show up to the, you know, the pride parade with your bi flag mm-hmm. and, and live out loud at the pride parade. You know, that's a space for you too. <laughs> you sounded like AI just then. <laughs> show up to the pride parade with your flag and just live out, live loud, out loud at the pride parade. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what's wrong? We are glitching right now. <laughs> Something is wrong with the code. Um, but okay. I think, like, there are, there are, I'm, I bet there are bisexual meetups there are that aren't dating focused mm-hmm. that you can go to bisexual. I, I, I don't want to say support groups because it sounds like you need support for being bisexual, but like, maybe. But you know? also, it's like, I do think, like, once you come out to, like, the people closest to you in your life and you're able to, like, talk about how you feel and, like, like really be more, like, out about that part of yourself and, like, really engage with that in a way that feels like, like, there's a, you have community around that, it will feel, like, more alive and, like, yeah. you can be more in touch with that side of yourself. Get a bi haircut. Get a, really, get a really bi haircut. And I'm not going to explain what that means. Get on TikTok. Woo! I feel like my entire, that is like my feed. <laughs> Probably because the, the algorithm knows I host Urgent Care Pod. <laughs> it's like that and like flaxseed recipes. <laughs> oh my God. It's like bad there right now. But <laughs> yeah, but I, I do think like feeling feeling like you have a community and like talking to the people that you love and like, you know, expressing that part of yourself, whether it it is like going and waving your flag at the pride parade, like AI version of Joel suggested. (laughs) But I am, I am really excited to hear. I hope we get some good. Yeah. Cause she's, she's certainly not the only person in this situation. She is certainly not the only bi person. Well, any bi, in fact, this is, I guess this is sort of the central problem for every bi person who's in a relationship with, um, uh, um, like a monogamous relationship, a a monogamous relationship with someone of any gender. They're not really able to express their bisexuality, um, freely, like, um, in, so like there has to be a way. Right. I mean, my, I, those wily bisexuals must have figured out a way. Like, cause I, I definitely like, like the friends that I have who like, know like, like the, the friends that I have who realize they were bisexual while in a monogamous relationship, most of them have like opened up their relationship in some way, uh, to allow them to like engage with that part of themselves. So I'm, I'm curious to hear what our listeners who have not made that choice might have to say that help us. You know, it's, you know, you know, and it's for you, you know, like sometimes it's not like, and it's new for you now. So I think it's especially like, I want to get out there and I want to like ride the bike, you know, and I want to be, you know, I, I want to live out loud. Um, but I think like, as you sort of settle into your identity, it'll become maybe less important, um, to you, for you to, to be, um, 
But, but it is like, you know, part of it is like, like this, our, our emailer was saying like, how can I embrace my identity? And there's so much more to embracing the identity than like going out and dating too. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot more. So I, I can't wait to hear from our, from our, our chefs. Um, yes. Should we In move a couple on? of weeks, the cupdates are going to be lit. Um, <laughs> yes, we have one last email. I'll read it. Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra and Heather. Um, okay, <laughs> so here's the Heather. situation. I know, really big day for Heather. Um, so here's the situation. I know this guy through Twitter and we follow each other on Instagram. We live in the same city and run in a similar crowd, though we have never met. This is just gathered through pandemic internet mingling. I got the vibe he was gay, so didn't think much of when he would swipe up with the heart eyes emoji on my IG stories, but I was wrong. One day I saw a picture of him and his wife. So then I'm like, okay, this is weird, but whatever. But then he started messaging me, telling me how hot I was, almost to the point where I was like, okay, either he's in an open relationship, he's trying to cheat, or they broke up. My best friend is convinced he's trying to cheat, which for some reason makes me feel so disgusting. I'm not attracted to him, but I'll admit I have indulged him lightly when I was feeling especially attention starved, but truly never beyond one message reply at a time, like we have never had a conversation. Either way, I want to make it clear I'm not interested and I know what he's trying to do. So far, I have liked a picture he posted of him and his wife as if to say, I see you, but I'm worried about what to do if he messages again. Do I tell the wife? My instinct says no, but I'm always willing to be petty. Thanks so much. Please name me something really hot. P.S. Mm-hmm. I'm a bisexual woman. Um, okay. Um, something really hot. Something really hot. Fiery. Spicy. Um, Cheeto. Big fire. <laughs> That's really hot. <laughs> Surface of the sun. Sunspot. Sunspot. Mm. Um, Third degree burn. Mm-hmm. Third degree Fourth. spurn. Third degree spurn. Yes. We did it. We did it, folks. We got we it. Did we, it, it we, we did it, Joe. 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 Um. Okay, this is complicated because you don't know if he's trying to cheat necessarily. There is no confirmation in here whether or not he's in an open relationship or not. Mm -hmm. We don't know that. Um, We're going off of your feeling. So unless there's – so there, one thing you could do is you could really confirm – through either asking uh, or through other sources whether or not they're in an open relationship. I find that straight straight couples are much more squirrely about revealing their open status than gay couples are. Mm. So it's a, a little bit harder to, to suss out whether or not a straight couple is open because for some reason there's a lot of shame around you people having open relationships and I don't get it. But <laughs> I think like, I mean, you could definitely... Do the Joel Kim Booster Classic soft block. Get mm-hmm. this guy out of there. Um, because even though you like live in the same city and stuff, it's like, oh, oh, a lot of people live in the same city. And it's not like this is a person that you just know from the internet. So like it, I don't know. I'm I'm sure this guy's being weird. Like I'm sure this person is like hitting on you in a way. Like, it, but it, it is just a question of like, you know, maybe the, the, the wife is like comfortable with it and doesn't care or like is fine with, is fine with it. It might, it might not be as big of a deal as you think, but if it's making you feel uncomfortable, that's the problem. That's the problem. Like, 
But it's also, it, it, it's, it sounds like there are times when it's not making you feel uncomfortable. It sounds like times when it's filling up a certain tank that you need filled up, which we all have that tank. And I definitely accept attention from people that I am repulsed by in order sure. to fill up my tank. So For I definitely sure. appreciate that. I will say that your cryptic liking of a photo with him and his wife probably did not send the message that you thought it sent. It probably <laughs> to him, uh, I would I would stop interacting with him on social media in general with his posts because definitely I would not see I would I I do not think you sent the message I see you I think you sent the message of hey I like this photo of I'm you. looking through your photos yeah. I'm I'm on 2017 what's yeah. up <laughs> Yeah I mean I you like you can always just be direct and be like hey I saw that you're I saw that you're married like I feel like you're crossing a line with me, whatever. You can also just fucking ignore this person. And then, like, a lot of times, they'll stop. Like, obviously, not always, but you can block. You can unfollow. You can disengage without having, like, a big confrontation. Because I do find that, like, men often in this situation will choose to just gaslight and be like, oh, my God, like, that's not what I meant. Like, you're reading into it way too much when Mm -hmm. I said that you were hot and I wanted to fuck you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you're being crazy. So, uh, and and that's I think you're that's you're in dangerous territory in telling the wife because what exactly are you telling the wife at this point like because if he shows her your history and even if it's just one word responses like you seem complicit in it as well um unfortunately and so it's it's like a, you're you're coming at it from a difficult position so I would not tell the wife I would just simply soft block and get out get out of there and yeah. never look back Yeah, completely. Like, it just doesn't seem worth it to me, even though I completely understand wanting the validation. I just think it's not it's not like that kind of like validation you get from like posting hot pictures on Instagram should be like quick and easy. It shouldn't come with like a week's long moral quandary about like whether or not you're destroying a marriage. So (laughs) (laughs) I want I want the fire emoji. I want the drooling emoji. And then I want I want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I never want to think about it again. No. Um, so, um, yeah, I would say just disengage as much as possible. It's not worth the confrontation in my humble opinion. Nope. No, ma'am. Joel. I think we did it. Is that it? We did a Joe. <laughs> we did a Joe. We did a Joe. <laughs> Gonna have a little bit tipsy. <laughs> 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 we did it we did it we did it another classic ep i'm so excited to be done um but i'm so sad to be done I know. is there a word for that um neutral <laughs> brilliant 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 um neutral terminator that is who i am um <laughs> did you watch it oh yeah bad okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Don't. Um, Anyways, (laughs) if you guys want any sort of advice at all about any aspect of your own life, you can call us at 323-334-0371. You can email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Please keep your voicemails to around two minutes long. Um, No longer. We just can't play them otherwise. Um, And your emails, keep them 
reasonable as well. Read them aloud. Like yeah. if it, if it, it, it helps because sometimes like you know you just never know and if it if it comes out being more than two minutes it just helps to time it. Sometimes I open them and I look at them and I don't even read them because because they're, they're too like long. ten paragraphs long. Yeah, 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 yeah. it just there's, we're not doing homework for this, babe. Yeah, <laughs> we love you. We're not doing we homework. Um, and rate and review us five stars, please. Five stars please. only. None Please, of these four stars. Don't don't take out one star because I mean to Mitra. Okay, <laughs> don't like. Just give us the five stars. You're hurting Mitra. Actually, you're hurting you're, me. You're hurting. You're Mitra. hurting me. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> um, uh, thank you so much to Ryan. R.I.P. Chelsea this week. Um, <laughs> thank you so much to July. Thank you everyone at Earwolf, and thank you especially to my returning. Princess Mitra Johari. <laughs> Thank you to my prince, Joel Kim Booster. <laughs> and that's the show. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.